0: Um, one of the geeks is, like, a Muay Thai expert. That's what his geek thing is, that he's super into martial arts. I'm like, that's wow. That's not the same as other stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're jacked. Like, you're like <laughs> you're hot, man. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast coming to you on a Friday today. Well, we're recording on a Friday at least. It is the 10th of December. Uh, Christmas is fast approaching. We've somehow reached that time of the year it seems not that long ago that we were doing our sort of Christmas special last year and talking about <laughs> Christmas movies and you never know that may pop up today it may not um, but certainly we're well into December uh, I'm back in the the humble city of Wellington Matt is, is feverishly thinking about leaving Auckland next week um, and it's time time to catch up it's been another week time for us to, to check in see what's good see what's not what's not good and uh to whet the appetite with uh a beverage of a beer variety um we'll start with brulette as always uh it is the weekly the weekly brew 20 i believe yeah and a brulette mm-hmm. number as i skipped my page 28 sound about right yeah sounds about right sounds oh, i didn't actually right. write it down last week so yeah. as i flip I back last week i'm like i we'll believe it's 28 um nice. if you don't know Listen back to previous episodes and you'll be informed. Long story short, we buy a beer each week. We hope, by the powers that be, we buy the same beer. Um, Let's see if this week is the week. Uh, On the count of three, let us announce what kind of beer it is that we are going to be drinking today. Three, two, one. XBA. Ah. A slight nope. panic in your eyes as you realise you didn't know what the uh, the beer yeah, I, was. I knew it, and I was like, "Wait, hot! Oh, no, I need,
1: I need, to look
0: again." So yes, XPA. Wow, well, it's not the same. That, that's a shame. Um, that's true. It, w- tell us, tell us about this beer that you just recently realised what you were drinking.
1: Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I am drinking uh, Garage Project, uh, and it is called Arvo. Um. Yeah, a lovely, lovely description. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, three o'clock in the afternoon as we record, and uh, this this basic rundown of this beer. Sun's out, work's done, time to kick back with an afternoon beer. True. Uh, possibly the best beer of them all, Arvo XPA.
0: Contentious. Um. So, yeah. Garage project, eh? I feel like it's been a while yeah. since you've, you've uh, dabbled with the, the great big... Huge corporate giant that is Garage Project. What made you? <laughs> what made you choose that beer?
1: Uh well, I wanted to go with a, um, I just wanted to go with a three thirty uh, today. I didn't want to. Didn't want to get a big one. Um, I wonder you know, try why and that is. Dot, dot, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one
0: stood out. I was like, afternoon Arvo.
1: Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, um, on a Friday. It's not
0: not often yeah. we do do a we beer on a Friday. Matt was uh, otherwise occupied on our usual Thursday slot, so we've been forced to, uh, to to record on a Friday. But, you know, there's worse things than uh, having a a a, a podcast-mandated beer on a Friday afternoon. Um, for sure. my part, I'm drinking a Pineapple Grenade, a Pineapple Sour by uh, Te Brewing Company, who I don't believe we've ever done on the podcast. I'm almost no. certain they won't be in auckland they're pretty small mm. so sometimes you know i i stare away from beers that i know you have almost no chance of selecting but it's been jumping out at me for at least three four episodes of this one and i thought you know what today's the day gotta give nice. uh, the teatro brewing company a shout out so yeah another sour shall we crack them open yes let's lots of condensation on this one makes getting purchased difficult cheers to you sir on another week cheers Mm. Interesting. <laughs> it is pineapple, the old pineapple grenade, as you would hope it would be. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what it remi- what does it remind me of? I mean probably something pineapple based, but I don't know. It definitely has that like this the sort of syrup that you get in a in a tin of pineapple. Uh, yep. Like yep. that, but it's not overly sweet, you know, it's got sour stuff in there, but mmm. This is interesting. We'll see how this is sort of, um, when we get close to the bottom, but an enjoyable first sip for sure. Uh, i got to say the 330 mil can looks quite small in your hand compared to the sort of usual yeah, shape no. that I'm, I'm used to. Careful Look you don't at, drink it all in three minutes. <laughs> how was your first sip?
1: <laughs> yeah, good. It's nice. Uh, I mean, XPA of all of for those that don't know XPA extra pale ale, um, so you know a little bit more hoppy than just a straight up pale ale um, it's yeah it's nice um, just I was looking at the back to see what kind of uh, you know malt hops they've used and quite a, quite a lot in there this is a juicing mandarin notes which I definitely definitely do get uh, get it's not trying to be hazy or anything it, it's yeah uh, first sip very drinkable will it be high up the ranks with everything else yeah hard to say um, but first sip n- no complaints what I a guess, thinly no veiled uh, no
0: <laughs> In terms <of>
1: <laughs> well I'm not trying to friggin you know shove it
0: into the ground straight away <laughs> <laughs> you just know that if it's anything other than you being like I like this you know I quite like oh yeah I'm, this is amazing I think, I think I'm gonna like this Um, who knows it may have a strong a strong second half but I True. suspect that True. mine um, may be maybe similar to yours again Don't dislike it, but there's something interesting going on with the Pineapple Grenade, which I can't quite put my finger on, and we'll take Mm. the next 40 minutes to figure out. Um, But while we keep sipping, how have you been? Uh, Feels like a long time since we recorded, only because the last time we recorded, I was not in Wellington, and so it's been a while since I recorded from our our usual spot. How has the last week been? How was last weekend? How was last Saturday? Pick up what I'm putting down, sir. Hmm i get you i hear you and
1: i am going to share um yeah this week has been very very full of uh events i don't usually take part of um very you know on the opposite spectrum of us sitting here enjoying a beer uh while having a chat um i uh i partook in crate day Uh, All of you Kiwis listening, Crate Day, probably know all about it. Overseas, do you know about Crate Day? Maybe, maybe not. Not sure if you have an equivalent uh, from where you are. Uh, But basically, Crate Day uh, is, I believe it's the first weekend, first Saturday of December, um, where you basically just get with friends, uh, and you buy a crate, which is, a crate is, you know, a wooden crate filled with 12 alcoholic beverages, um, big, uh, about 775 mil bottles, 12 of those in a crate, Disgusting. uh, and you endeavor to, uh, drink that crate in one day, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of things about it that's, uh, you know, maybe not politically correct and uh, you know safe and all of that kind of stuff but look it is a it is a massive tradition here in New Zealand at least um but yeah for me it's actually only my second ever crate day um uh, my first ever one was year 13 and yeah i remember doing that with all of my mates at the time there and it being fun and not being able to get through that crate at all and i remember my mum having to pick me up after that crate day and me just telling her how much i love her on the car ride home um and yeah so yeah saturday great day uh, i was with morgan uh it was at her flat and a whole bunch of um their friends and it was really cool there was two um two beer pong tables going uh where we did the you know fill it up with water and you just you know you take sips as to not everyone sharing the same cup so that was nice and safe in those regards barbie going um i must admit there was a funnel as well uh if you don't know what a funnel is, basically big tube, funnel at the top, pour a beer in it, uh, do it all in one. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it to be honest, it wasn't like, like people got messy, obviously people got drunk, but it was really, everyone was really well behaved. Nothing outrageous happened. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I do remember waking up the next day being told some stories that I may or may not remember at all. Um, but by what I got retold, I'm I am a I am a good drunk, which is a nice nice thing to have under my belt. Um, but yeah, uh, as I say, look, responsible drinking, everyone. Uh,
0: but <laughs> it was one of those days. You have it was no was to stand days. on. Yeah, I know. I know. I, but, I did uh, message Matt sometime during Crate day uh, it' about 6:30 I I sort think. of knew that I like I messaged you not necessarily expecting a response but I could tell by the uh, the wording and the the misspelling in your <laughs> message that uh, you were perhaps not really fully understanding what I was asking and, and mentioning but I did appreciate the reply nonetheless um, I mean I don't remember you. replying to you so one of those yeah <laughs> yeah I mean Crate day pretty controversial I mean yeah, I'd say this, this ranks in sort of the top 10 controversial moments on the show and that you know <laughs> yeah. we, we sing the praises of a, a single beer and yet that amount of uh, liquid it's just just not it's not it's what certainly. the human body is designed yeah. to consume it's and yet certainly. I'll give you a pass because it's been a hard year for Aucklanders in particular over 100 days in lockdown, I would say the amount of uh, Friday and Saturday nights and, and other days where you would perhaps normally have enjoyed a few alcoholic beverages with friends you haven't been able to, I'd say you've you've stored up a few few beers, and to uh, let that out on one Saturday afternoon in the company of uh, friends, safely, uh, I think is, is more than fair. If there was every year to condone Crate Day, I'd say it was this year, or, or last year. Um, but yeah, I can... I can say i've never done crate day i know i'll probably never do it not necessarily from a judgmental perspective but i just i'm not good at drinking large volumes of, mm. of alcohol and i just know from a of nothing else a pure cost of i mean what does a crate set you back i saw that you were drinking lion brown uh no the line
1: reds line reds line sorry. reds yeah line reds uh uh i think it was about
0: it was either 50 or 60 dollars I mean, because uh, the whole point of crate days, if you return, or at least traditionally, if you return the crate, you get some money back, right? That's kind of the, the yeah, the you thing can get a refilled it refilled,
1: kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't have to. I uh, some people talked about that when they brought their crates. I didn't do. I didn't get like the fifteen dollar deposit. You pay fifteen bucks, you get that back. Right. Um, I didn't get that, but definitely with your crate, when you when you take it back into the store, then you can just reuse that same crate um but yeah there is definitely some places where you can get get your money back um right. but yeah i'm not entirely sure where my crate went uh, after the end of the night um i also i mean to i'm to sure you responsibly the, recycled it yeah which you bought the everything was recycled there's a lot of bottles so but um the the very unfortunate thing uh and probably really good karma for just, you know, indulging in an event like that, uh, was that I had to work the very next day. Mm. Um, I did, did yep, I went started work at 9.30, worked till five. Um, so, you know, Powerade before bed, uh, Powerade in the morning, bit of Panadol, water throughout the day. It was a very rough day. Um, but, you know, look, I did it. I went to work. Uh, I also had to work Monday, and I also had to work Tuesday. So, serves me right for having a, a big big blowout like that and then working the three uh three days after it so you know i i worked through it um and it was good it was (laughs) i was okay actually which was nice but i I definitely felt it wednesday was a very much deserved uh rest day but the (laughs) which leads me on to my next story wednesday was our barker's christmas do. Oh. so uh yeah it was really nice the company itself didn't set up like a big event for everyone i think obviously because it's you know a little bit hard to do venues and things like that at the moment they basically just gave an allocation to everyone so they had certain money so whoever went whether you did it stores or whatever right, right, right there was a certain amount of money you could spend and so four of us are central stores we all got together and we um, literally we went to Ponsonby Park, Western Park, which there's no alcohol ban at the park Ooh. itself. Yeah, which was really cool. So we all rocked up there after work. Some of us arrived 5.30, 6-ish, and we just got a whole bunch of alcohol uh, and we got pizza and we all just stood around in a park. There was a vortex. Someone brought a vortex. We were chucking a vortex around. Um, otherwise, we were just kind of really... To, you know just talking in the middle of this park which was actually such a refreshing kind of work environment and that like it really wasn't formal which a lot of us really enjoyed uh but yeah it was odd having a very big saturday working three days asleep in and then drinking again and uh yeah i've had a very big week so um it's that's just why you're on the 330 one mil that extra 110 that's why i'm on the 330 just really, yeah. <laughs> really just push the boat out too far <laughs> uh, but no it's been it's been really fun uh i also last night uh caught up with my theater troupe um easy peel productions who uh we are doing um yeah the theater show in march which got postponed Um, And we caught up for the first time in person last night And it was really nice, it was really refreshing, catching up Um, All of us kind of really being in the same mindset of where we're going forward for the show Um, knowing that we have a little bit more time. We also have a little bit more funding as well. Basement has given a little bit more funding to the shows that got postponed from the spring season, Cool, um, which is, yeah, which is really refreshing and and nice to be as an artist that, you know, they they are looking after us. Um, And yeah, the whole schedule's completely done all the way up to the show. So we're really going into the Christmas period. We're taking a few weeks off now. Well, I mean, we've taken months off, um, but yeah, we're all set to go and we know when we're going back into rehearsal and, and kind of what to expect. So that was really nice as well. So yeah, I'm feeling really optimistic um, for the start of next year, something to really work towards with the show. And I will be, I'll be talking about it more and more as, as it gets closer to the time. So mm. it's good. It's good. Exciting. Yeah. March is going to come around very quickly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, December came around really quickly, <laughs> different circumstances, but yeah.
0: Oy. It's, um, it's funny that you've had such a, a big, you know, alcohol related week and here we are catching up over beer. One regret that I have, and I, I sent Matt this photo from, um, the first night of, uh, my holiday last week when I was in, uh, Christchurch and we were having a little drink in this sort of cocktail place on a Monday. I mean it was one of those sort of old timey yeah. designs with all sorts of random books and stuff. And I found, I pulled out this book called the complete guide to New Zealand beer by Keith Stewart. I didn't actually take a photo of when the publishing date was, but my guess would be like the nineties and all the beers in it were just like your classic New Zealand standards. Yeah. DB draft, <laughs> double Brown export gold, you know, uh, Flame was in there, and it's just funny. Oh, true. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the show where we, where we, uh, you know, review what some people might consider sort of hoity-toity craft beer, and here Keith Stewart at some point in the '90s or whenever went went and reviewed uh, all these beers. I'll, I'll give you a, a small excerpt of a couple of, mm-hmm. of beers that mm-hmm. are still available in New Zealand, and, and people would know. Um, Critic booze reviews is sort of quite a famous. Uh, Facebook page that reviews beers similarly, uh, but the Export Gold, described as golden beer with a pretty malty nose and a light flavour that hints at fruit amidst its clean malt character, well measured and constructed, if a little sweet and soft for such a delicate style. Four out of ten. Oh,
1: fruit cake.
0: Flame, mellow, malty, charming thirst quencher, fresh and light with a dry finish. Three out of (laughs) ten. Oh, wow. He so so nicely reviews them all. Um, Yeah, so I sent that to Matt. I thought that was really funny. And my regret is that I didn't take a photo of more pages because I'm sure Lion Red would be in here. It's kind of a New Zealand Mm -hmm. staple. But alas, I can't read out that review. Um, One story that I actually have to share, which I'd kind of forgotten about until we went down this journey, is, is also booze related welcome to the booze show um of course last week we recorded uh i was based in wallaca uh the day after that then drove down to queenstown spent the last two nights in queenstown um and we were originally set to stay in a hostel both nights in queenstown sort of cheap and cheerful we thought we spent our money elsewhere we did on the first night um and Queenstown's pretty quiet i mean most of the south islanders you know normally you really get a sense that all of these hostels would just be jam packed, and the first night we were in a kind of hostel where it was sort of cabin based, very much the New Zealand mm. camp style. Yep. Probably seven rooms, sort of one long corridor. I think there was probably only two other rooms that were filled like an our cabin. Um, but ultimately Fran decided to book us into a hotel for the final night because we'd had a few things where we'd sort of saved money on stuff, activities where we got refunds and we were meant to do the onsen pools, which is sort of the the typical spa thing in Queenstown. And we went, you know what, we don't actually need that. Um, so she decided to book us into a hotel and she ended up booking us into the QT Queenstown for the sole reason that in the recent reviews she had seen that within the last month there had been like three or four people who would said that they had got free upgrades and so she was like we'll book it we'll book it i mean it was pretty appropriately priced i mean the qt qt is a pretty expensive hotel yep. brand but Queenstown yes. an off-peak season and no tourists it was already cheap and she booked it kind of a few days out so i imagine it was cheaper anyway um so the room itself was a decent price but uh, you know, it was very much booked with the hope of an upgrade. It was yeah. um, the QT Queenstown, <laughs> one side of the building faces the water, one of them faces the street. So we booked a street-facing room and the whole time we were... um. You know, in the, uh, the the process of of going to the hotel, we thought, like, come on, let's like finish <laughs> off the trip. Here we go. That morning, we, go. we were actually on the way to Glenorchy, which is about a forty minute drive from Queenstown. It's sort of one of the classic drives, uh, with sort of the, the lakes on one side, very windy roads. Um, but it was absolutely pissing down with rain. So not only was the drive yeah. to Glenorchy, uh, uh no, like it was a zero, we couldn't see anything. It was so rainy and foggy we were actually driving to Glenorchy to go zip lining this like quite significant half day, um, you know, 15 different zip lines, you know, really go up in the hills type experience. Uh, and we got to Glenorchy and got told very politely that there was no way we were going in that rain and that they had hoped it would ease off. So we saved quite a lot of money by not doing that in Glenorchy. So we were coming back to Queenstown, you know, a little bit, little bit disappointed, but also thinking, yeah. well, end of the trip. We've had a good time. We've saved lots of money. That's okay. And so rather than checking into the hotel at sort of two o'clock, we actually got there at like 10 a.m. And so first thing they were like, yes, we can check you in early. Cool. Ticket off. Oh, we'll upgrade you. Yes. Oh, how good. Um, <laughs> so we went from kind of the cheapest room possible to the top floor facing out over the lake um wow. uh, we didn't pay any more, it was a free upgrade. And because we had checked in early, we had so much more time in the hotel room. Um and then the real <laughs> <laughs> the real end of the story is that in the process of booking to try and kind of add that extra little juice to uh yeah. to potentially get an upgrade, Fran had put some kind of note in. I won't use the exact oh, wording. Yes. Um but she had essentially implied that it was a special occasion, which it was. It was yes. a special occasion. Yeah, it was. Perhaps it wasn't yeah. a special occasion that she had mentioned in the booking, <laughs> but it was still a special occasion nonetheless. Um, and so when we got the upgrade, we're like, cool, good on us. You know, what is? it's no different to the QT. That's why they're doing free upgrades, because they still have to clean a room. They might as well have people, you know, taking beautiful pictures of the lake and advertising. Yeah, you know, it doesn't make true. any difference for them. But what Mm -hmm. we didn't expect was a knock on the door about half an hour later when the person turned up with a bottle of um, Prosecco and orange juice and chocolates uh, on the hotel, which we just. (laughs) We absolutely stiffed them. Um, No, no, thank you, you QT Queenstown. We had a great time. Uh, The upgrade for free was much appreciated. The Prosecco. Uh, and orange juice and chocolates went down an absolute storm. Um, But we just had an absolute blast of the last day and spent quite a lot of it in the hotel room because it was just probably the most incredible hotel room we've ever stayed in we just felt like we'd sort of made out like bandits you know we didn't feel like we were sort of <laughs> yeah. having to make the most of something super super expensive um yeah. and that's why I, I messaged matt on the saturday and i was like look at this you won't believe what we've, what we've bloody got away with and that's when he responded with some uh language that definitely wasn't <laughs> <English>. but, um, <laughs> yeah some great some great um stories from the last week on both our parts from a, a sort of I don't know, booze-related perspective, and that's okay. It's December. It's been a hard year. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, the trip was amazing. Um, don't really yeah, feel the it need to say amazing. Much more. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Coming back to Wellington and having pouring down rain for uh, two, three days wasn't that great. Um, but you know, definitely feeling a little bit of Christmas spirit. As we've said in the past, we know Christmas is not everyone's cup of tea. Um, mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. will hate this time of year, and we absolutely acknowledge that. Um, Fran is very much getting in the spirit because of sort of us having our own place. The Christmas tree went up last night, a, uh, a beautiful eight foot pine. Um, Ooh. so we're very much in the swing of things, and uh, yeah, it's been a sort of busy, somewhat stressful last few days, kind of trying to get that done before this this weekend. So I'm very happy to be here uh, sharing sharing a beer with you after what has been sort of a yeah, a long a long week of of sorts. Um, pretty oh, yeah, much looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, yeah, nice,
1: nice. Look, you know, to speak to the Christmas thing really quick, I have absolutely nothing up in my apartment. Nothing. I don't have anything against Christmas. It's just, I don't know. I've the older I get, the less and less I feel it, and I feel like I'm really going to get Christmas again when I like have kids. Uh, I feel like that's when I'm really going to get back in the Christmas spirit only because I have to lie to them for years on end. Um, so yeah, that's when I'll probably feel it again. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing
0: like the lying to bring some Christmas spirit to the table.
1: Oh yes, Just such a good way of doing it, right? Such a good way of doing it. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it, I, I, cause Fran obviously has her TikTok. Um, and you guys, you know, put it across Instagram and stuff, but yeah, the, the videos and you know, the, the time that you guys had, I was, I, I commented on a few of your TikToks actually, I really did say couple goals, uh, cause it just looked like such a good time. Like, I'm so glad you guys, you know, finally got away and were able to do that. Um, cause it was picturesque, man, it was picturesque and it was you guys to a T, it was so beautiful, so cute. Um, so yeah, but it's, uh. It's nice to have you home. Not that you were in a way be- uh, from me, um, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah, nice to be home. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway. We move on. We move on. We've said hello. We've, we've shown off what we've done the last week. I have a question for you. Mm. And it kind of is in the spirit of Christmas, I guess, but it doesn't have to be Christmas related. Your birthday was very recent as well. Um, true it's also Morgan's birthday next week um and my question to you is and this can come from anywhere whatever whatever wherever it's come from is what has been your favorite gift to re- that you've received whether it's christmas birthday um Valentine's. Halloween. Don't know why you'd get a prison on Halloween, but when what's the, do you have a do you have a favourite gift that's kind of stuck with you? You may still
0: have,
1: or is very very memorable. What's your favourite gift? Just ever? Yeah, yeah. I I, oh. I I mean, the one that comes to you comes to mind when I say gift. Um, it could be random on a Sunday. You just you know, you just got a gift that day.
0: Yeah I definitely I feel like the last couple of years uh, the sort of need for material gifts has definitely declined as it does Mm. and I think Mm. over the last few years there have been a lot of presents that have been sort of experience based I mean our holiday was sort of part of that and often Mm. those can be very very meaningful but I don't think that those are sort of that interesting as an (laughs) answer Um, Yeah (laughs) One gift that it's just sort of the thing that came to mind and it may not be my favorite gift, but it's something that I still have and was bought for me probably like six, seven years ago. Uh, I won't say by who, not that I, I don't want to, but in some ways sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, we don't need to go into that story. Uh, but the point yeah. is I still have it. <laughs> um, one of the most interesting and sort of, I don't know, A kind of present that I'll just always... I'll never... I'll never throw away. I'll always hold on to it, even if I don't sort of use it or have it out all the time. Mm. As someone once... uh, And thank you to this person. Gifted me a... How to describe it? A cutting from the film reel of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. So in a frame... I have Whoa. a single. A single frame? Single frame from yeah. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. It's where Hermione is casting the Defensive Charms after the three of them have uh, disapparated from the Ministry of Magic, having tried to uh, in the forest? And successfully steal uh, the it the off Dolores Umbridge. Ron yeah. is in the background, sort of week uh, Harry has leant over him and the the pictures of uh, Hermione sort of in the foreground casting defensive charms um, and yeah I can say that I I have the the only copy of that single frame of the original hard copy I don't know what do you call it, a manual film reel so much of it is done digitally nowadays um, yeah. obviously there's many 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 frames of of film you know even in, in a single film I'm sure you know What are they filmed in? 48 frames per second. That film is probably over two hours, do the maths. But nevertheless, it will just be something that I'll always hold on to as I have that single frame uh, of the film. And it's sort of obviously, you know, if you can imagine the kind of the film reel, if you hold it up to the light, it it shines through. Um, And I just saw that the other day. It's sort of in a bag somewhere. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, (laughs) I'll never, ever get given something yeah like that again just so so unique um so that's probably probably an answer for you um wow yeah that's a good that's a good
1: answer that is something that like yeah you would just i would just not expect as a gift
0: at all yeah that is that is very cool i'll see if i can if i can remember to take a photo of it to sort of definitely send to you maybe put on the instagram story but yeah it is very cool and every so often I know once a year when I rediscover that I'm like oh yeah I own that that's (laughs) sick because I don't really own any other film memorabilia or pop culture memorabilia I'm not really a collector of of anything but that is one Mm, you know we've shown this season my love for Harry Potter and that is one thing that sort of I will always always have um how about you is there is there something that came to mind when you came up with this question or is it sort of just a question now you're you know yeah, you're grappling to try and think of something.
1: I'm grappling.
0: I mean, it was a slight
1: grapple, but uh, it's something did come to mind. Like you know, I've had like, you know, really good, like great. Look, as a Taurus, I love material things. I really do. I, I, I am not much of a gift giver. So I don't really show uh, love as like giving gifts, but I love receiving gifts, which is, you know, okay. A little, a little two face in that front, but I do. I like, I do. I, I, I love receiving gifts. Um, so I remember way younger, way, way, you know, how old was I? Can't even remember how old I was. Let's say I was around 10 to 12, somewhere in there. Um, and one Christmas, I believe it was, I believe it was Christmas, there was this massive box under the tree and i was so excited i didn't know what it was uh but it was big and as a child big presents are so exciting because it's Not big, big it's presents, like, what is
0: it? boxes there's still something about receiving a box shaped present that just you know expectations just rise a little higher than if it's sort of soft and crumpled yeah there's yeah, some yeah, yeah. <laughs> box which you just think oh yeah this would be a good one. oh yeah this is protecting
1: something. Um, and yeah, I, I opened it up. And as a kid, I was a massive fan of Lego. I loved Lego. Uh, and in this box was a, I mean, like to scale, like to scale I, I don't know what the scale was, but I would say it was probably like a meter, maybe a meter and a half long. Oh, actually, that seems pretty big now that I, I was a small child, so it seemed pretty big to me at the time. I'd say it's probably about a meter long. Um, uh, US aircraft carrier. Like, to scale, you know? Like, you know, it had the multiple decks. It had the elevator bringing the jets up from the bottom. It had the tower, the antenna, the satellites and it was it was massive and as a kid i was so excited i was so excited that i like i started building it that day on christmas day uh and yeah i like i said i loved lego i was very good at building lego um and yeah i built this thing and it was amazing and i remember in my room i had a big bookcase big bookshelf not that many books on it because as you know i don't read or didn't read but you know (laughs) big big
0: shelving it really undersells your reading ability you do read yeah just not recreationally
1: exactly uh and it sat right on the top of it but it like overhung on each side because it was so long and so big and i had it i had it for years i had it for absolute years uh and we moved and that bookcase came with us and it stayed on top it was it was a it was a massive trophy of mine that I was so proud. But it's one of those things with Lego, you know. You, you can you can build it, and then you can destroy it again. And it goes in a box, and you can make other things with it. With this one, I never destroyed it. It always stayed intact, and I was always so happy with it. So that's a childhood gift, one of my favorite gifts I remember receiving, just for for how much joy it brought to me at that time mm. in my life.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, one thing. I know. I don't know if we've, we've talked about it on the show before. I know that for Christmas you love puzzles and there's sort of a bit mm. of a tradition of you being given, yeah. given puzzles, given a so puzzle. That, yep. That's a nice, I guess, I don't say origin story, but, um, a little rewind to know where some of that kind of mm-hmm. Christmas day doing things that I think is, is part of the Christmas spirit for a lot of people, you know, boxing day projects are quite big for some people is kind of, true, especially true. if you're spending time with, with your family, um, sort of father, son, father, daughter Mother, son, mother, daughter, and other f- familial relationships—sort of doing stuff together—I think is at the heart of Christmas. But um, that's beautiful. Do, does it still exist? Is it—is it somewhere? Or has it been lost to time? I think it's
1: been lost in time. A lot of my, uh, a lot of my toys and stuff got given to my auntie and uncle for my young cousins, uh, and don't really know what ever happened to any of that stuff. Um, I know some of it got traded, uh, or sorry, sold on Trade Me, uh, which we were all very upset about, but that's what happened. Um, so yeah, they became hand-me-downs. They became hand-me-downs. But I honestly, I do wish I had it because I would love to have that thing in my rumpus room or in my, you know, my my man cave mm. or one day kind of mm. thing. Yeah, but I'll get another one. I'll get another one. Yeah, I Maybe if not still... the exact one, but
0: yeah, I'll well, you, you know, If there's anything that Lego has done well, it has continued to make new big things. I constantly see... I think people who build... You know, adults who build big Lego things are particularly... uh, Vocal is not the right word, but like to share that they've they've built yeah. big Lego things, which is not a bad thing. I'm not criticising, mm-hmm. but I feel like people mm-hmm. who make big Lego things like to post about them. So the people in my life, whether they're close friends or vague acquaintances, I feel like I can tell you now who I know the Lego people are in my life, even if I don't know them that <laughs> yeah. no well, just because it's sort of. Yeah. So you know, not being a massive Lego person myself, um, I still know. You can still get big. Big big boys in the yes, in the design can. world. Yes, you can, it's very true. Wow. Well, I almost bought a Boba Fett really helmet once. A Boba Fett helmet? Yeah,
1: Boba Fett. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was like like a like a helmet. I almost bought it. I was I was I was like, oh my god, I love that, but I didn't. I didn't. I refrained myself because it was expensive. Mm. An expense. But yes, too glamorous for you. Too glamorous. Not mm. now. I
0: don't have the money for it. Maybe mm. one day, mm. but we'll keep working for that. Yeah, well, it's nice to think about about gifts that have sort of been meaningful in the past because you know so often they these things don't last that long. One of the things that I really think about is just the the first time that Dad bought me a UE Boom,
1: which Oy. I think was maybe
0: five six years ago because it's an original UE Boom and it still works. And if you'd ask me, you know, oh, what is wow. the best like. Value for money or longest lasting present you've ever had, it would be that because, I mean, the battery is not that great. You know, they've brought out new UE booms. They have much better, you know, volume and, and sound of projection, yep. that sort yep. of thing. But man, that thing, if I think about the amount of hours that I've used that present for, that original UE boom has to be at the top of any present I've ever got because I think it was five, six, seven years ago and it's still like... I use it at work I list, I listen to music through it every single day including today so that as a, as a question would be would have been nice. my answer but um yeah nice to think about some some things that have, have stuck with us I'll try and find a picture of the old Harry Potter thing and you need to dig through the archives and see if you can find a picture of the old uh Star Wars no it wasn't Star Wars it was, no, it was a Defense Wars. Force Aircraft Defense Carrier Wars. yeah yeah um (laughs) speaking of the usa no that's not a segue. that's going to work um i was trying to take that into what are you watching but i haven't really watched anything that has been particularly american um really there's only two things on my list from this week Mm -hmm. start with the less important one um in the latest edition of james and fran watch crap reality tv because it's nice to wind down uh we've been watching australia's latest season of beauty and the geek um, I, I watched an episode of that the other night. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite sweet, really. Um, mm. And then sometimes you think, "Hmm, this is really manipulative," only because. And now I haven't seen many seasons of Beauty of the Geek, but I yeah. I'm pretty sure that most of the seasons have pitched the uh the ladies as the beauties and the men as the geeks. And I was just thinking about you know is that problematic to constantly assert that sort of geeks must be men and you know, beauties must be women. I don't know. But also there are some elements of the show that are quite touching. You know, there are some couples that definitely, uh, uh, have, have genuine connection. There are some couples that Mm -hmm. clearly don't. Um, and it sounds terrible to say, but you know, there are some couples that we look at and we just thought there's, there's no way you're going to have any relationship. There's just, it'll just never happen, which maybe is us not trusting the process. But then there are other couples that you're like, Yeah. That dude's hot. Shave his beard. Yeah. He'll be super hot. Like, like nothing gets anyone else, but you and you and you, you're really hot. Um, one of the geeks is like a Muay Thai expert. That's what his geek thing is that he's super into martial arts. I'm like, that's, that's not the same as other stuff. Like you're jacked. Like you're like, you're hot, man. Um, so we've been watching that and enjoying it. Um, but the other thing, the thing that I've come to talk about, um, Actually, no, you know what? Let's leave this to the very last thing. I think it's worthy of the very last thing. So, why okay. don't you hit through your What Are You Watchings and we'll, we'll yep. touch on mine to finish out the show.
1: Okay, nice. I respect that. Um, my first one up is a show that I've talked about in the past um, and that is Money Heist or mm-hmm. uh, as you, if, if you know it in a Spanish version, La Casa de Papel. La Casa de Papel. Um, Yeah. And yeah, part five came out about a month or two ago and the part five got split up into two parts. Really weird. Five part, two parts. So the second part of part five (laughs) recently came out Uh, and yeah, I binged it. I binged it the other night uh the other day actually and loved it if you read if you love it's in the title but if you love heists or that kind of like action um it's also really you know like smart and it's not pre- not too predictable on on what's going on and things it's quite clever um, but at the same time you like watching you know robbers just be a little bit horny uh Mm. it's uh it's very it's very good it's very good it's spanish it's very like romanticized and heightened but it really has some beautiful moments in it um but you know do go in with the expectation of it is a bit cheesy um but it's a very good overall so yeah part five so five seasons all up um really good loved it probably will watch again sometime i'll just try and forget everything that happens and watch it again Um, And my other big watch of the week, haven't really watched much this week, uh, is something that uh, recently just came out, popped up on Netflix. You have probably heard about it. It's been very much a big talk. um, And I know for a lot of people that have watched this so far, it is very 50-50 on the reception of how that it has got. Uh, And that is Lin-Manuel Miranda's latest directorial uh, presentation. Uh, tick, tick, boom, um, where Andrew Garfield uh, plays um, the late, uh, I guess, director, composer, mu- musical theatre um, just extraordinaire Jonathan Larson, uh, the creator of Rent and Tick, tick, boom itself, and yeah, Andrew Garfield plays him uh, in this kind of, like, it's it's kind of like autobiograph auto auto, auto what's the word autobiographical that's the word autobiographical where it kind of shares Jonathan's story um but also presents it in the way of his stage show Tick Tick Boom which is very much his life and his journey in New York City trying to just get by um but I got to admit I am very much on the fence of I really enjoyed it uh, I I enjoyed it that much that uh, it, the you know it's very often that I finish watching a movie that's really hit me so hard that I actually like start ugly crying. Um, and this movie did exactly that to me. I, 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 it finished like the very last note. It went to black, and I just started. Morgan was right next to me. I just started ugly crying. It like completely hit me as a creative, uh, of just yeah, just. <laughs> Everything will be okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I thought Andrew Garfield for not uh, not being a singer at all and learning how to sing in two weeks, I thought he did a really good job. Is that fair though in the sense of casting to give that kind of a role to Andrew Garfield and taking it away from someone whose passion is musical, you know, theater and music and stuff? That's one of the debates with this thing. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I did, I, I very much enjoyed it and I am going to be watching cause Morgan hasn't seen it. Uh, we're going to be watching rent, uh, this weekend. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that is the big kind of controversial big talk at the moment.
0: Watch I, um, I watched over the past few days. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to pin my last what are you watching? Cause this is something that I've been wanting to talk about anyway. And, and frankly, we don't have time to talk about both of them. So we'll pin my last one. We can come back to it next week. Um yeah I I felt really conflicted about about this film because uh I don't know if you saw the first day that I was on holiday and when we were on holiday I tried really hard not to post anything about being on holiday you know this week I've done some stories and stuff I was really trying to you know take lots of photos while you're there but not post mm. them while while we were Yeah 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 and there was a, about an hour on the first day of holiday where friend was and Recycle Boutique in Christchurch getting secondhand clothes um, where I was just thinking about this film coming up because I- everything about this film appeals to me right I love Lin-Manuel yeah. Miranda I love Andrew Garfield I love musical theatre I love uh, films that sort of take a look at musical theatre um, but Rent as a whole is a, uh, a production that I have a really complicated opinion of I've never seen Rent part of the reason I've never seen Rent is because when I was Uh, on exchange at ucla i did a paper called uh history of american musical theater love musical theater was something i was interested to learn sort of a little bit more about and musical theater is one of i think only two i can't remember what the other one is but one of two creative artistic things that america essentially invented Mm. as you know, like jazz doesn't come from America. You know, opera doesn't come from America. Ballet doesn't come from America. Musical theater is inherently American. Um, and one of the, uh, you know, the, the course was all about going through kind of key musicals in the American canon, um, things like, you know, Oscar and Hammerstein, Oklahoma, uh, these sort of early musicals that don't get done so much anymore. Cause they're sort of, you know, not as exciting as, I don't know. Yeah and wicked and you know all that sort of stuff um but where i'm taking this is one of the sort of micro topics that we looked at was rent and the reason we looked at it was because rent sort of has a not that well known problematic history and that there is a woman called sarah skullman or shulman i'm not sure how it's pronounced who basically claims that uh rent was stolen off her that she wrote this story um, called People in Trouble um, about her experience being a lesbian living in the East Village in uh, in New York sort of during the mm. AIDS crisis and that not only had she written this story and she had then tried to get it mounted into a stage play and as a musical um, and it didn't happen it didn't get sort of taken and then kind of the the, the short version of this is like Five years later, she went and saw this film this musical rent and was like, "This is the play that I wrote. I've just watched someone else do it um and so there's a lot of contention around uh the 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 specific characters in rent and how the the structure of those characters really, really closely reflect the structure of the characters of in people in trouble, so the kind of idea of a love triangle there's sort of some very damning specific storylines around. I think in Rent there's uh, two characters realise that they're both sort of involved with AIDS because their watch alarms go off at the same time to remind them to, to take medication, which is like supposedly such a specific detail that only a few people kind of would have known about at the time. And, and with Jonathan Larson's uh, history or like lack of connection with certain stuff like, basically there was very little chance he would have known about it. And in interviews he sort of had admitted that he'd read this book. So yeah, it's really, it's Rent's origin story is really complicated. Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Larson, um, you know, being someone that does not identify as gay, writing a story about gay people, is sort of Mm. up in the air in this sort of, this time where we, we question whose role it is to tell these stories, um, who, you know, has the the right to tell stories of lived experiences um mm. of course rent is clearly based on uh the very famous opera la la bohème you know there's elements of the story that are from that and and what i posted about on the story was you know at what point does taking inspiration turn into you've actually just taken s- someone else's ideas packaged it in yeah. a slightly different way and because of who you are now i don't pretend to know much about jonathan larson's background at all and that's part of why i want to watch the film to sort of understand sure it's a dramatization uh, to sort of understand his story but the 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 other side of the coin is kind of the outraged twitter saying rent was stolen by a straight white man from a lesbian woman who lived through this experience and we shouldn't celebrate rent at all it's ip that was, that was stolen so uh, i'm actually really glad that you brought this up and i'm glad that mm. you enjoyed the film because part of me really yeah. really wants to watch it and the other part of me has just from this sort of one week of lectures about rent i've just formed one of those opinions that like (laughs) renters should be cancelled and we shouldn't watch opinions that has just sort of stayed inside me and i'm not sure i'll i'll ever get over and i think it would be a lot easier to not watch it if it wasn't Lin Manuel Miranda but yeah it's been really interesting now that i think there was the rent live action musical that got filmed a couple of years ago and this coming out there's sort of that that reminder that you know is is this actually a story Mm. that we should be, should be celebrating. Um, And of course, Jonathan Larson, Jonathan Larson like died so early. There sort of wasn't any time for him to be kind of asked about it with the exception of the, the few conversations that some people had had where they had said, yeah, Jonathan Larson read that book and he knew about that book because he said he'd read it and was like, Oh, I didn't know very many other people knew about it. So yeah, rent has this kind of this murky, this murky thing for me, not to to take away from your experience, watching the film. You can still, you know, you can still watch something and be affected by it. And it can still be, can still be brilliant artwork. But that is one thing that I thought, you know, if this comes up on the show, I'll, I'll have to mention kind of the, the other side of, of the coin. Um, and because it's just one of those random facts or one of those, those things that I don't think that many people know about. And I'm, I hate to come mm. at it from like, a well, did you know that rent was stolen? Do, did you know? I, I, yeah. I, 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 it's not like I spent a whole year writing uh, a university essay on this this one theft of intellectual property. <laughs> but it is one of those kind of starred things that I'm surprised hasn't been more written about over the last mm. few months with Tick Tick Boom being so advertised by Netflix. Um, yeah. Well, look,
1: if there's one thing I can say about Tick, Tick, Boom and making it easier for you to watch. I went into the, I went in watching Tick, Tick, Boom, expecting it to be about rent, right? Mm. It's not at all. Yeah. It's not at all. It's like, it's not about rent at all. I didn't even realize Tick, Tick, Boom was, uh, is literally the title of one of his other shows. Right, So, right. So, yeah. So, it's a, it's a telling of his show, Tick, Tick, Boom. Throwing the kind of his life and where that show came from and stuff before rent was even a thing for him.
0: Right, right, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, but I was, I was very much watching it being like, oh, where's, okay, rent? Oh, I can understand how that. So uh, honestly, if you watch it, you probably. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. When am none I of that. My yeah. 500.
0: 500. <laughs> there's <laughs> tick, there's tick, none boom, of that at 25. all. But there's,
1: de- there's definitely like ties into. Uh, themes and stuff mm, of, mm. of Rent, and like you said, whether that's just like uh, true story or dramatization or things like that, um, yeah, it uh, yeah, it was. But I I I I, I hear the thing about Rent, and uh, I will probably uh, you know go in with that kind of thought watching it again. Yeah, uh, it'd be
0: interesting for you to watch it a second time with that sort of sort of at the back of your head, but also as a sort of practical specific recommendation, it's nice to know that it's not a film about because honestly that has been enough for me to go well I'll probably watch it then you know because I can still watch it from a uh, a sort of not skepticism lens but you know knowing that in the back of my head Um, and I think ultimately it's it's valuable to discuss these kinds of projects from a a critical lens but also from a you hmm. can still enjoy someone you know watching it it's the same as you know yep. we've had conversations about cancer culture and you know can i still watch goodwill hunting knowing that yeah it was a weinstein yeah. company production of course we've had these conversations in, in the past but i'm glad that you have watched it to bring it up and um yeah i probably will watch it now particularly because of of how it has affected you, because I know if it's (laughs) affected you in such way, I perhaps may also be subject to to such emotion. Um, True. But we'll have to leave my other What Are You Watching for another time. I will just have to leave you in suspense um, (laughs) because, you know, we, we, we doth not have enough time this episode no, no we don't we Get have started. already gone over yeah, well we, time of what we said we were yeah. going to do for this right, episode it's classic isn't it um yeah that is very classic us it is classic us uh shall, <laughs> shall we wrap up with our with our beers what do you think of your spa yes. after your yeah. your 330 millage or however much you've had of it
1: yeah um yeah very easy to drink uh in a in a like a, a refreshing way um, it wasn't like there was still a lot going on with it which was really nice on the palate um, but it wasn't trying to really be anything crazy like it really was just like it says just trying to be a really good afternoon beer which is is, is exactly what it has succeeded in doing um, but like I said it's definitely not uh, my go-to but that doesn't take anything away from it you know being very drinkable and someone actually enjoying this. So I am going to give it, um, a still good, but respectable,
0: probably in the, I'm going to give it a (sighs) 7.4.
1: How did I know you're
0: going to do it? Mine is also 7.4. I just knew, <gasps> I knew you were going to wow. do 7.4. Oh my uh, not goodness. Not often we give our beers the same score. Yeah. I no. think my, my, uh, again, I've enjoyed the pineapple grenade. Um, the reason it's on the lower end of the sours that I've, I've scored is it's actually just not quite sour enough. I mean, pineapple yeah. in of itself yep. is quite yep. a sweet fruit. I'd say. True. Su- sweeter than sort of some of the sours that have been berries in the past, you know, grapefruit is more inherently sour and i think mm-hmm. my comment about the kind of the syrup that you get in uh you know if you have tinned pineapple that is kind of the flavor which i've enjoyed but it's that mixed with the bitterness of beer but without the the sourness ironically i actually yeah. just want it to be yeah. more sour um so i don't think i can score anywhere uh up with some of the other sours that i've had that have really kind of hit me without like whoa that's sort of really tart and refreshing that being said it's still a nice drink but um 7.4 as well. 7.4. Nice. Nice. Ooh, oh, look nice. at us go. Yeah.
1: Um, look. Thank you for this week. Uh it's Thanks nice to you. to, you know. Uh you know <laughs> kids cover your it's nice to shoot the shit with you as always man um and yeah to hear about how good you know last week your trip away was and coming back and still feeling those vibes and being able to post on instagram your full story of how it all looked it's um it's really cool so glad you had that refreshing time but uh unfortunately having to come back to the reality of uh you know forget you know leaving your laptop at work and little <sighs> things like that work. <laughs> work.
0: Yeah. But also we did I mean the nice thing about when we went on holiday is it's so close to Christmas or the holiday period. Christmas isn't your thing. That um you know I really feel like I can sort of drag my feet through these next next couple of yeah. weeks. And uh yeah. yeah, next week you know if we record on the Thursday will be the sixteenth. Uh, probably the sort of second to last weekly brew of the year. We haven't quite figured it out, but, um, or are we certainly... going to potentially uh, record together? Oh yes, of course. Of course. Mm. Yeah. That's meant to be coming to Wellington next week. If the Auckland yeah. airport can withhold the uh, the stampede, of Aucklanders, Jeffers <laughs> trying to leave. Uh, I'll believe True. it when I see it. But yes, the yep. plan is to do a weekly brew in person next week. So get excited yep. about that. Um, another thing to get excited about is we will be recording our final episode of the Public Servant Trilogy. Uh, of course, episode three is on uh, politicians. The first two episodes were on... Uh, the last episode we did was on healthcare workers and um, the episode before that was on uh, you know police and, and firefighters and defence force uh, th- this this coming episode is all going to be all about politicians very timely as we said last week with the, uh, the recent change in the National Party leadership perfect time to talk about politicians why people go into politics how we feel about politicians as a career um, so stay tuned for that that will probably be being released a couple of days after this episode potentially next Monday and then yeah we might have time for one more topic for the rest of the year but you know Today has been a succulent morsel in of itself. Mm. Weekly brew 20, our 20th version of this, uh, this version of the episode. Matt, thanks for this week. It's been nice to catch thank up. Thank you. After sort of a yeah. big couple of weeks for the two of us. And of course, <laughs> to the audience out there, thank you for, for listening. Um, any final words before we sign out? Ah, nah, no nah. Just, uh, yeah. Just that I love you, bro. Oh, beautiful. Love you too, brother. <laughs> Much aroha uh, 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 <laughs> to you. And the same to everyone else out there. On that sort of bungled goodbye, I guess all that is left to be said is we will see you next time. I'll be for you to come around, hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground